We're going to discuss today joy. Isn't it great that we have joy in our lives? Remember the little song we sang as kids? We got the joy, 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 joy. Where Where is it? Down in our hearts. Yeah, down deep inside. Yeah. That's what's said. And so the, the title today is Joy is Always Within You. So choose joy. Mm-hmm. It's always within you. And I believe, Jim, um, that we let people and circumstances rob us of our joy from time to time. And, um, you know, we're going to talk today about uh, not allowing that, of course, but also we're going to talk about how where joy originates, how it manifests, and how to keep it. You know, we wouldn't let someone take our joy if we realized how important joy is in our life. We wouldn't just arbitrarily just give it away and mm-hmm. be miserable. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even make sense, does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so you know, there's there's always going to be circumstances that's going to challenge you keeping your joy always. We, we have stuff that happens to us from day to day that's, that's going to cause us maybe to be upset or anxious, anxious or angry or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's going to come. We're going to talk about that later on in James where it's going to come. James says it's going to happen. So be prepared for it. There's always going to be injustice injustices. There's always going to be people intentionally or unintentionally hurting us. There's there's always going to be things that offend us. Um, but we are to remain joyful in spite of all that. Yeah, those things should not define us. Mm-mm. You know, <clears throat> somebody uh, treats you wrongly or badly or says something bad about you. It's like you said when you first started off, Rich, you said we shouldn't let things mm-hmm. like that get to us. And uh, as soon as you said that, I was thinking of that scripture where Paul says, let this mind be in you. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, when, and when you said we let those things get to us, uh, we got to understand that it's a conscious choice that it we is. make. We, we're the ones that let those dark spirits come in and cloud our, our thinking and our, and our life and our, you know, in that day. And then it affects others. Oh, yeah. You know, it affects others then. What is the definition of joy? Well, Okay, let me just start here, Jim. Happiness and joy. Okay, there's a little bit of a difference there. Joy is inner feeling. It's an inner thing. Happiness is an outward expression. And so, you know, happiness is great. And you want to be happy, and and I think the Lord wants us to be happy. But we try to get happiness through other things, earthly things, worldly things sometimes. Uh, You know, a new car is going to make us happy. And then we get the first payment. (laughs) Or, uh, you know, a new house, whatever. New clothes. I mean, we think that's going to make us happy, but it's short-lived. Because the things of this earth are temporary. The things of God are eternal, and joy is eternal. And so 
Joy, on the other hand, is a long-lasting state of being. It's a lifestyle. Joy is a lifestyle. You know, I say we have them both. You know, I say, you know, joy and happiness both are strength-giving, especially if the mind is fixed on the things of the Spirit. So we can have both. We can have both. You know, in the kingdom of God, there is righteousness, peace, and joy. We talk about this all the time. And where's the kingdom? Even our song talks about it. Righteousness, peace, joy, and the Holy Ghost. So the question that hopefully we can answer today is, can we really operate day-to-day in this joy? Is this possible that we can have joy regardless of what comes our way? So what do you think, Jim? Well, I think uh, I'm glad that you brought this topic up because it's, it's had me thinking uh, a good bit on exactly what joy is. And I finally came to the realization that when we talk about the kingdom of God as righteousness, peace, and joy, I only know one individual <laughs> that's all righteous, and we inherited his righteousness. Uh, and I only know one individual, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that's full of peace and full of joy. So it's it's like I said before when we first came in here this morning, I said if somebody says to me, man, I just don't have any joy, mm-hmm. um, then the thought that comes to me is and you just don't have enough of the person of Jesus Christ right. because Christ in you is the life mm-hmm. and the joy and the peace. Uh, you know, is that sounding too spiritual? I don't know, but in all the decades that I've walked with the Lord, I finally come to that conclusion that and I've had quite a bit of what this earth has had to offer, Rich. You know that. Um, but in the final analysis, it all comes down to a person by the name of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. who is is the joy. It truly does. Yeah. Um, relationship. So, so let's, you know, we're just going to spend a little bit of time on this um, because we want to spend the majority of the time on those three questions, and that is um, – Where does joy originate? How does it manifest? And how do we keep it? But let's just talk for a second about why do we get unhappy or why do we get lose our joy? Um, We experience unhappiness because we buy into thoughts and beliefs about the current situation or stimulus that are counter to our true nature. It goes against our true nature. Yeah, our true identity. Our true identity. It is never the situation itself that causes us to be unhappy. It is our interpretation of the situation that causes us to be unhappy. It's our interpretation. So we look at a situation and, you you know, I tell my wife, Julie, I say, you know, don't don't hold people to standards because you'll always be disappointed. Always. Even yourself, for that matter. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so don't don't do that because you're setting yourself up to be unhappy. So, you know, let, let's talk about this for a second. Here is an example of this. This is especially true. In the world of texting and social media, 
you know, most of kids or adults, too, communication these days is not face-to-face talking to people. It's through email, texting, and social media, right? Yeah. How many times do we misinterpret something that was said on these platforms? I read an article where 50, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what the article said. Some expert wrote this article on on what we're talking about right now. And they said 50% of all texts and emails are misunderstood. Maybe, I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, yeah. But think about that. Even if it's 40% or 30%. So why are emails and texts often misinterpreted? Because so many people become unhappy because of something they read. Whether it be a text, email, or the news, or whatever. They they read it, and it brings them down. Remember the old game you used to play as a kid, post office? We called it telephone, <laughs> but yeah, same thing, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what I'm thinking about when you're talking about that. You know, you get a text, or you just read something over the web, and uh, and then by the time you read it and then uh, give it give it to somebody else, it gets all screwed up. Yeah, we misunder we in, misinterpret yeah. what was being said, right. and so whenever you misinterpret something, you're you're going to draw your own conclusions. Um, why is it then? Why why are emails and text most often misinterpreted? Uh, it's because text messaging cannot accurately convey tone, emotion, facial expression, gestures, body language, eye contact, oral speech, or face-to-face conversation. Yeah, it's good. It is likely messages will be misinterpreted and misunderstood because, I mean, I've received text and I like, I had to kind of like read the text before it or the text after it or whatever to so that I didn't jump to a conclusion that, wow, I don't like this text, <laughs> you know. And so I, I guess we we just need to be patient. And even if it is mean-spirited, we don't want to give away our joy to that person for sure. That'd be the last person we'd want to give our joy to. Okay, I got a couple examples, Jim. Um the son texted, Mom, I missed the bus. The mom replies, okay, I'm on my way. The son replies, but I hit a person in driver's ed <laughs> at the ER. <laughs> so, so, you know, the mom interpreted that he missed the bus to go to school. He, and, he was truthfully saying, hey, I, I, I avoided hitting a bus and I hit a person instead. Oh, my gosh. How about this one? Um, the text read, I'm here for you. And the response was, thanks. I am going through a tough time now. I don't have my glasses. Who is this? This is your Uber driver here to pick you up. <laughs> so you, you see how easy it is? And sometimes we just get too upset over things we shouldn't get upset over. You know, uh, we live in an imperfect world. We, we 
are imperfect, even though God sees us as perfect. We're, we're reaching perfection. It's coming, but we're not perfect right now as we uh, walk in our day-to-day life. Um, so, Jim, there are too many unhappy people out there today, and, and it's understandably so you, when you really think about it. We don't walk a mile in everybody's shoes. And there's some people really going through some stuff. And so it's understandable that they're not happy. Mm-hmm. There's so many challenges out there that can create uncertainty and fear. Hopefully after today you'll have less uncertainty and less fear and more patience because that's what it's going to require in the days to come. Everything from relationship issues to health scares, to financial problems, and many more. Joy does not come from your possessions or your desire for more stuff either. I'm sure there's a lot of unhappy people that are billionaires or multi-multi-millionaires. That's not going to make them happy. That's just going to allow them to buy stuff. So here we go. Today, if you're experiencing a lack of joy over a situation in your life, the Lord wants to bring healing into that area today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, amen. <clears throat> because the healer is inside of you. That's right. Yeah. Everything you need, really, when you get right down to it, <clears throat> is, in, is inside of you. Um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful. I know... Many decades ago, I woke up to the realization that uh, I was a new creation in Christ Jesus. Uh, the Lord woke me up and said, you're not who you think you are. Yeah. Or who you yeah, <laughs> yeah. was, but yeah. even who you think yeah. you are. And you're really not even who you want to be. Um, so I woke up to the reality um, that I was a new creation in Christ Jesus, and ever since then— sitting and talking with the Lord, reading the scriptures, whatever, doing the general thing that most people do, go to church, Bible studies, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I started growing, and the more I grew in Christ, um, the greater the joy became. Um, Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that all the trials and tribulations go away, because frankly, I don't think as long as you're in this body and walking in this corruptible earth realm that we're in, uh, I don't think they ever go away, uh, but I think that Christ, especially in this hour, um, is trying to bring his people to an understanding. Uh, they're going to have to wake up to the realization of where their real peace and their joy is to be found. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I was talking to one of my employees this morning, and, and I said, um, I was just reading the scripture where I think it was in Isaiah, where he said, you know, if, if you can't run with the footman, how are you going to run with the horseman? And um, I believe, aside from sounding a little bit negative, I, I believe that we're coming into an hour where you're going to have to have the faith and the ability, the substance, to run with the horses. Um, and um, I think that's one of the reasons why we're sharing what we're sharing this morning, because a lot of the things that people have drawn joy from on the external realm, a lot of those things are being taken away from people today. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but, you know, with inflation and all this other negative stuff that's going on, there's a lot of people that are not living the high life that they used to live. So 
they're going to have to resort to finding joy somewhere else. And uh, I think that's where this message is going to come in and help a lot of people. You know, you may be one of those people um, that right now find yourself in a bind and in a pinch. And, and that's all it seems like you can focus on. And if you do, a lot of that stuff can also take a toll on your health. And the Lord is trying to get you to go within, look within, and fellowship with the Christ inside of you. And you will draw strength, and you will draw joy, and you will draw peace, because those are all the attributes of Christ in you. And that's where you draw it from, inside, not outside. Amen. Well, James addresses that very succinctly. Uh, In James 1, starting with verse 2, it says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. J.B. Phillips said that um, when all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your lives, my brothers, Don't resent them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. That's good. That's good if you can get your mind around that. I'm not there (laughs) yet. We're working on it. I'm hoping I get there soon because it makes life so much easier. I mean, if, if every little trial and every temptation that comes your way gets you all flustered, Man, you're going to live a flustered life because it's going to keep coming like you Jim just said, you know. And and I'm I'm working on it. I'm I'm asking the Lord to give me all the help uh that I need to be able to do this and and you know, I feel that I can see progress. And that's that's the main thing. Is if you see yourself progressing, things that used to really agitate you, you know, aren't agitating you as much. And that's a good thing. And and so, but it goes on to say, let me let me just finish this, Jim. It says, For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And that's what we're talking about here. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release wow, perfection. You're becoming more and more when 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 things that used to bother you a year ago, ten years ago, whatever, don't seem to bother you as much. You're reaching that much closer towards perfection, and you say, "Well, I could never be perfect in this life." Well, uh, you know that's up to God. God right now says, "Be ye perfect as I am perfect." So guess what? He sees you as perfect. Mm-hmm. With yeah. all the flaws and all the pimples and all the whatevers, he sees you as perfect. So why would he not be getting you to that point where you are perfect? Yeah, that's just it. It gets back to let let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Because in the eyes of the Father, and I think this, this is a critical point, too, for all of us to to believe and understand. In the eyes of the Father, he has already finished the work. When Jesus died on the cross, he said it is finished. Well, what did he mean by it is finished? Um, he he did everything on the cross for our perfection. In, in the Father's eyes, this thing is finished. In our eyes, it's still loaded with uh, 
trials and tribulations, but but the Lord wants us to see what He has already accomplished for us. Um, and a lot of these things that we war with, uh, these are all stumbling stones. Uh, like Rich just read the scriptures, they're they're put there not to be enemies, uh, but actually be stepping stone into a higher consciousness, into a higher dimension in Jesus Christ. And and that's really what I call this earth school. I don't think this was an accident that I just happened to fall out of my mom's belly, and here I am. Um, I believe that God has ordained uh, for us to be here. And, uh, and he had to have some tremendous wisdom and reasoning for doing this. Uh, especially for some of the things that people go through in this life. But I do believe that ultimately, um, at the end of this journey, we're going to find out that uh, God had his hand in all this, and and God truly is a God of love, even though we may question that at times in some of the things that we go through. Uh, But there's no question about it. The Bible says God is love, and that's the truth. We're going to get into that in the second half hour, but... Right now, Jim, I just want to read another. It's so interesting that this scripture is so powerful that when you go to different translations, it just illuminates it more and more and more. And so um, in uh, James chapter 1, 2, it says, Temptations and contradictions come in different shapes, sizes, and intervals. Their intention is always... To suck you into their energy field. There's an energy in positivity and there's an energy in negativity. But it goes on to say, however, my brothers and sisters, your joy in who you know you are leads you out triumphantly every time. Mm -hmm. Joy is the official voice of faith. Count it all joy. Make a calculation to which joy can be the only logical conclusion. Then verse 3, here is the secret. So if you want to know the secret, here it is right here. Joy is not something you have to fake. It is the fruit of what your faith knows to be true about you. You know that the proof of your faith results in persuasion that remains constant in contradiction. See, it remains, no matter what happens, it's going to remain constant that you have chosen to be a joyful person. You have chosen that the joy of the Lord be your strength. You have chosen that nobody can rob you of your joy, that your joy is going to be protected. You're going to... You're going to continue to protect that so that you no situation can ever rob you of that joy. That joy is going to be a constant reminder that God, Christ in you, is your hope of glory. Yeah, I agree. There's a poem that I guess was some months ago we read. I think it, uh, I think it might be timely to read it again. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it goes like this. It's the poem that the Lord gave me in my quiet time as I was sitting there focused on him. And it goes like this, Jesus is the eye in the midst of all of your storms. If anybody knows anything about a hurricane, you know that in the middle of a hurricane or in the middle of a storm, there's tremendous peace and calm. And the poem says, Jesus is the eye in the midst of all your storms. 
He's always in the center to help keep you from harm. So in the event that storms do come up in your life, go seek Christ within to put an end to the strife. Don't be like the young apostle Peter in the midst of his storm. At first he did right, but he couldn't perform. It's one thing to glance at the Lord in the storm, but you have to stay focused in order to perform. Remember Peter, uh, when he got out of the boat, he said, Lord, bid me to come. Interestingly enough, Peter was asking for a challenge when he said that. I don't know if Peter knew what he was in for, but he said, bid me to come, and the Lord said, okay, come. Um, And just like us a lot of times, when we pray, sometimes we don't get an answer to the prayer that we think we should get. We say, come, Lord Jesus. And he said, I have come. I am here. already there. (laughs) That's right. I'm already there. You know, just stay focused on me, and you're going to see the outcome, and it's going to be good, regardless of what it might appear on the surface. So, you know, it said, Peter, uh, it's one thing to glance at the Lord when you're in the storm, but you have to stay focused in order to perform. So in the days ahead, the Lord says, if you will stay focused, there will be a lot less dread, for I have declared it to be so, for by your faith to walk on the waters below. So we can walk on top of these things just like Peter did, but make sure you stay focused. And and, and I think... How we lose our joy most of the time, Rich, and this is what we've been saying for the last half hour, is we stay too focused on the problems yeah. in our life. And and those are the things that, that uh, you know, it, it it pulls up this negative energy in us. Mm-hmm. And and there there are two forces at work in the earth. There's Absolutely. no question about it. So stay focused on the Lord. Praise the Lord.